I warned you that last chapter was intense. Okay. Ashes Brock Rain, Diane Palmer, but Wyoming Strong. Chapter 11. Sarah drove herself to the obstetrician office, having lied to Grayson about needing a few things from town. Just wanted to get some fresh air. It was spring and everything was blooming and beautiful. Dr. Hansen was tall and lanky with an easy smile and a good personality. He examined her while the nurse stood by, poked and prodded, frowned, and ordered lab work. When he came back, he was frowning. Oh, please, there can't be anything wrong with my baby, she cried. No, no, the baby is fine, he said one. Thank God, there's a slight problem. It's nothing major, he said. You have a heart condition? It's not a bad one, it's a birth defect. Well, Parkinson White Syndrome, he said. It shouldn't cause problems, but it can. You have to be monitored. I want to send you to a local cardiologist just to make sure there aren't any complications when you deliver. Okay, she said. He can talk to you about the hypertension as well. All right. She's puzzled. Dr. Moonen had mentioned the term. It's something to do with... It's something to do with stress, yes. It can be. Just keeping... Taking tablets, he said. Gurney, assuming that Dr. Moonen would have told her all about the hypertension. Nothing to worry about there, honest. She was relieved. She had a soft hand over her belly. She didn't even show yet. That hard little lump, however, was beloved to her. You really want this child, he said fastly. More than anything in the world, he hasn't. Does the father know? She paused. He doesn't want me. I can't tell him. I will. She promised I'll have to, but not right now, okay? I don't pry, he said, but a man has the right to know. She nodded. I agree. She thought, okay then. Joan will make the appointment for you and call to tell you when it is. I want to see you again in about a month. Thanks, he said. All the day's work, he chuckled. Wolf glared into Yashin's eye, Yashina's eyes as she slid a long-fingered hand across the table. Tinsley drew it over the back of his hand. He didn't move it, as he once might have done, because she roused him that way in the past. He just looked at her. She was startled, but she hit it quite quickly. I'm surprised to see you here, she said. Her smile turned to pure sarcasm. Wasn't destroying my business for rich enough for you? Have you come to pay me back? I don't see why. All I did was take you pleasure. She purred. No, you don't me some perfusion, humiliation. Return lately. I was a good student. You wanted me more than any other. She left. Once we did it on the floor of the bar behind the counter. The people all around because you couldn't wait. The elimination of humiliation of that encounter made him sick. But he didn't react. This was another way she controlled him with embarrassing memories. He just stared at her. You're different, she said slowly. Her dark eyes narrowed to small illusions. I knew there had to be a woman somewhere. We've got men digging. We'll find out who she is. When they do, she leaned forward almost buried. I'll kill her lover. I'll have them rape her. <laughs> they are killing anyone ever again. He caught the pistol onto the table. His smile was so cold that she shivered. She hadn't seen that coming. She would never have expected it of her old lover. She looked around. You men, your men are being rounded up as we speak, he said still smiling. Your records have been confiscated by the appropriate agency. Your business associates are being questioned, and you are headed for a very long prison sentence, if not a capital murder charge. You go down with me, she said fiercely. You killed that man and his family. Send by you on a tip, he said. The incident was investigated, and my men and I were cleared. Well, you weren't. That's why you ran. Put your numbers up, honey. He added, y'all running, never again. Let them arrest me, she said angrily, reaching into her pocket. 
obtrusion agent pushed a button, praying that it would work, that the man who held the receiver wasn't yet in custody. I can work from prison, she said. She smiled. I can find your woman and have her killed from the deepest, darkest jail cell they can put me in. He'll never be safe. She'll never be safe. While she was raging at him, Amanda, out from behind a curtain, took aim. Wolf saw the intent, the triumph in her eyes, a split second too late to save himself, but even as the bullet sank to his chest from behind, his finger on the trigger, the safety off, he sent another bullet under the table, right into Yashi's barrier body. As he lost consciousness, he saw the other shock in her eyes, the tiny trail of blood running out of her perp red lips. Sarah drove back town toward the house, but she was unsettled by Dr. Hansen's wanting to send her to a cardiologist. Surely she he didn't think her little heart defect would be dangerous to the baby. What had he said about hypertension? She knew she'd been under a lot of stress lately, so maybe that was the reason for the capsules he prescribed. Stress could cause a lot of problems. She touched her belly, smiling to herself as she drove. The baby would be fine. It only hurt that she couldn't tell Wolf, but he didn't want her. He made that perfectly clear. Maybe it would only complicate his life, so it was better to say nothing. She was so busy with her thoughts that she missed her turn. Instead of going to her ranch, he was on the ranch. The road to Rancho Real. It belonged to the Kirk brothers, Mallory and Dalton and Kane. But Mallory's wife was a friend. She and Maury Brighton's Kirk had been friends for many years. Having met at a social function in San Antonio, where Maury was still living in Breckville with her father, mother, and brother. She smiled, remembering that Maury had been a tireless worker when it came to the huge ranch cells that King Bark was famous for. He ran per bear Santa Gradita's cattle and his young bull crop was sold out every single year. In fact, the Kirks had purchased a new seed pool from him over a year ago. Been a rocky road to the altar for Maury and her husband, Mallory Kirk. Maury, sick of men, wanted her for her father's money. Had run away to Wyoming and signed on the Ronco Reel as a cowgirl. King had never allowed her to become involved in any way with ranch work, so she learned it with the help of Darby Haynes, the Kirk's foreman. She'd been doing quite well at it, too, until Mallory's evil girlfriend had planted evidence and accused her of stealing a priceless object of dwarfs from a cubic cabinet in the Kirk home. Maury got home heartbroken that Mallory hadn't believed her protestations of innocence. Then Mallory had gone to the production sale with the side called Kingbird's Ranch Farm in Texas and come face to face with young debutante dripping diamonds, Maury. King had almost had Mallory for supper. Maury still laughed when she told the story. Mallory's ex-girlfriend accused Maury of the theft, been speechless and terrified when she discovered her victim wasn't some poor cowgirl after all. And Maury, Mallory was kidnapped by an escaped criminal. Maury had gone to save him, decided to protest from her father because she knew the man who threatened him. She managed to get the criminal to tell her where Mallory was. It had been a very brave thing to do, but Maury had loved Ma Mallory too much to sit by and let him die. Remembering how King and Mallory had made perfect afterwards, Sarah smiled from enemies to good friends. King had even made been at the ranch just after Maury's son was born to give, go trout fishing with Mallory. She pulled up on the front door and got out. Maury must have seen her drive up. She came to the door with the baby in her arms. Her eyes wide with surprise when she saw her old friend. Come in and have coffee, Maury said, hugging I was going to come over to see you in a day or two. I only just heard that you were back on the ranch. The last comment was almost an accusation. Sorry, I didn't let anyone know I was coming, she said. Oh, I've had a few problems. Maury let her into the living room. Maybe the housekeeper was hovering. I haven't got a hold of him all day. Maybe said, how about I get you and Sarah something to eat, and then I'll take the baby. <laughs> That's the deal, Morella. Maybe brought coffee and cake on an antique silver service, then took the little boy in her arms and left for the child's room. 
She's such a treasure. Maureen's older friend. I don't know what we'd do without her. She seems very nice. Sarah sipped coffee and found her. Latte? She has. Where did you get the latte? Is there a Starbucks nearby? It's a European coffee pot. I get them from Germany. It's Isn't it delicious? It really is. Just like going into a coffee shop. She decided to save the taste. If you're here, then Gabriel must be overseas. Maureen replied. Yes, another dangerous place, I assume. She said, can't live without the adrenaline rushes. I do worry, though. I know you do. She put her coffee cup down and saved her from something's wrong. She made a pain. You can, could always tell, couldn't you? You've been friends for far too long. Maureen leaned back. Come on, Gabe. Sarah bit her little lip. I'm pregnant. Maureen, who knew Sarah's whole history? That was a jaw dropped in her eyes like big soldiers. You're pregnant, Sarah repeated. Hopefully. More famous. Well, he must be one special man considering your background. Yes, he was. Very special. Sarah lowered her eyes. He didn't want me, not for keeps. I saw him in San Antonio. I'd ask if he was going to be at the symphony concert that night. He said yes. I was going to tell him about the baby. He closed right here. He was there. The gorgeous blonde. He was very cool with me and different. He was playing up to his companion for all he was worth. I knew that. Then that it was all over. I'm so sorry, Sarah. Morris said gently, placing her hand over the ones. I thought, well, you know, a baby needs two parents, and he didn't want me. I thought it would be for the best. Well, I went to a clinic. Well, I tried to go to a clinic. I just broke down completely. The lady was so sweet. She said I needed to go home and think about it some more. So I did. She smiled. Couldn't do it. Maybe he doesn't want a child, but I do. She said with a breathless tender list. She smoothed her hand over her stomach one time. I want him more than anything in the world. <laughs> that man should be knee-hauled. Maury put out. It's not his fault, really. She said, you have no idea what he's been through in his life. It was much worse than anything I've had to endure. He doesn't trust people. In his place, I wouldn't either. I wanted to love him, but he wouldn't let me. Maury's dark eyes. You still love him. Sarah smiled. Oh, my heart. She confessed. You can't kill love. I've tried. Believe me. He may find out. She said, not likely. You and my brother are friends, but Gabriel doesn't know, and I can swear him to secrecy. He'll be angry, though. No doubt about that. She drew her brothers at more probably. So, I don't have to worry about being discovered for a while, anyway. Meanwhile, I'm going to enjoy the peace and quiet up here. I have an officer, I also have a companion. She added a companion. Or not. Her name is Amelia Grayson. She's a sweetheart. She takes care of the house and me. She's been badly treated by people she worked for. But I'm spoiling her. She's already indisposed. Indispensable. And besides that, she can cook. She left. Truly indispensable, Maury Ray. Your little boy is precious. I can't decide if he looks more like you or Mal. <laughs> Both of us, she asked. Me, I never imagined I could be so happy. She's a grip. So my father was going to kill Mal before I ever had the chance to marry him. Nobody who knew you would ever think he'd steal something. Yes, well, Gilly Bruna was very convincing. She never went to Mal, but he was wealthy, and she wanted to be. She laughed. If you could have seen her face when she and Mal showed up at the production sale, she looked as if she tried to swallow a watermelon whole. I imagine Mal looked pretty much the same. Yes, he did. I didn't know that Dad had invited Mal to the sale, not until he walked in with Gelly and my father made a beeline for Uncle Danny when he greeted them. And Uncle Danny motioned me over for Daryl. You remember Daryl? I do indeed. He's a very nice looking man. Very sweet too, but didn't really want to marry him. I was certain from Mal's rejection, feeling sorry for himself, or I'd never agreed to be engaged to. He'll find someone someday, someone who deserves him, I hope. How's your brother? She'll rush. Who knows? He's having chicken problems. She was like, excuse me, 
His next door neighbor has a rooster. The rooster hates court. It actually comes up onto the ranch to attack him. The last I heard, it had run through several cowboys, one of whom landed in a very unmentionable, smelly substance, and then it caught Chase Court clean up onto the porch. He tried to shoot it and missed. Sarah slapped it up roarsely. A rooster? A rooster. He's complained to the owner, but she loves the stupid animal, and she won't get rid of it. Who is the owner? A sweet young woman who's trying to run a small ranch all by herself with a little help from her great aunt. I think she's sweet on court, but that rooster is making an enemy of him. Besides, she says, I like... There's Odalie Everett, and there's daughter Sarah said as she nodded, me calling the beautiful young woman with the voice of an angel. She wants to sing grand opera. Court wants to marry her, but she's full of herself and thirsty for a career in music. He just mourns constantly. Right now, she's in Italy training with a forest teacher. Poor Court. He was sweet on you once, more since I can teach Only for one day until we realized that I don't think... At the time, I thought you never had a normal act. More told you, she's my one. You look, I don't know, different. You don't have that haunted look, I remember. It's the baby, Sarah. I've never been so happy or so miserable. She looked down under her If he could have loved me, I'd never have wanted anything more than my life. More sad. Men, you really can't live with them, without them, but they can be one big headache. <laughs> I noticed. Goodness, I have to go. Amelia's making great for supper. She can make crepes. She's a marvelous cook, Sarah said. Coming from you, that's high praise, Maury replied, because she knew that her friend was a gourmet chef. I'm hungry. I never had much appetite when I had to go to the doctor. What did the doctor say? I'm doing well. The baby's doing well, and I have to go and see cardiologist. Cardiologist? I have a heart defect, Sarah said. It's just a small one. He says it won't impact delivery, but he wants to keep an eye on it just the same. He said it's nothing to worry about. Thank goodness, Sarah hugged her. You're a nice woman. I'm sorry I haven't visited until now, but things have been pretty hectic. I've been living in San Antonio for the longest time. Takes some getting used to being up here again. You love it when you get accumulated. Spring here is unbelievable. Better than Texas? Sarah, she's different. Her friend replied, smiling. But beautiful. Moria walked her out of the, to the car, looking around to the towering lodgepole mine swaying in the breeze. Aren't they magnificent? Yes. We don't have trees like this in Texas. Aren't they magnificent? Yes. We don't have trees like this in Texas. No, we don't. And they are magnificent. Come back when you can stay longer, Morgan. I'll let you play with the baby. That's an incentive, I'll need lessons. I don't even know how to do diapers or make formula. You might consider breastfeeding, Morgan replied. It gives the baby a head start, and it's much better than formula. I'll research that, Sarah You and the internet, more so shaking her head. So play the video game every night? Almost every night, Sarah agrees. I have a friend. He's in the same faction I am. We sort of hold each other together. He's damaged, too. He said, what's wrong? I don't know where. I don't know who he is, but he says he's in law enforcement. He's very kind. I don't really have anybody to talk to. You do, right here, or he said in the internet. Thanks. You're welcome. I'll call you in a week or two, and we'll go out to eat. I'd like that. She opened the door and climbed in under steering. Thanks for being a good listener. That's what friends are for. You call me if you need me. I don't care what time it is. I will. Thanks again. Drive safely, Morris said. Sarah smiled, turned on the ignition, and pulled away. Grayson was waiting at the front door, which got him finally. She said, I was getting worried. You could have called me, Sarah. On what? Grayson out of a cell phone. It was Sarah. She forgot to take it with her. Ah, well, how nice that I wasn't kidnapped by... Meridian Terrace on the way home, she said with a grin. 
Dressing room bed. It's nice to see you smile for a change, she remarked. Sarah drew in her breath as she put up her jacket and breath. I haven't had a lot to smile about, she first, but I'm getting better. She turned, Grayson did look right. I'm really getting better, Sarah. Okay, then. I've got crepes almost ready. I made meringues for dessert, too. My favorite, Grayson laughed. I noticed. Sarah followed her into the kitchen. She was still a little queasy, but she didn't dare let on. Grayson didn't know that she was pregnant. The other woman was deeply religious, and she might find Sarah's condition offensive. She might quit. Better to let expl explanations ride for a time, Sarah decided. Grayson was a treasure. They were just finished up her when someone knocked at the front door. Grayson immediately got between Sarah and the door. She looked out the peaport and drew back as she'd been a snake. Who is it? Sarah asked. Grayson opened the door without speaking. Tall man with pale green eyes. He smiles there. Ty? She explained. She knew it because he dealt with the defense attorney gathered information to clear the police officer who shot her stepfather. She liked him. He and Gabe had become friends later. Morad told her about Ty helping to track an escaped criminal who had helped taken Mallory prisoner when Maury had searched for him. What are you doing up here? I'm on a case, he said. Amazing how much business we're doing in Wyoming lately, and I work out of Houston. Come in. Have you eaten a million made crepes? I think there's your left. Ty spotted the blonde woman, standing beside Sarah. The door opened all the way. His smile vanished. He gave Amelia a long, quiet look. Hello, Grayson, he said. She nodded slowly. Harding? Sarah frowned. You two know each other. Slightly, Grayson said. Very slightly. Time took longer to adjust to the unexpected <laughs> encounter. It's been a long time. Sarah was puzzled at attention. He lives in Houston. He lives in Houston. And you're from San Antonio, aren't you? See ya. <laughs> She lives in Houston, and you're from San Antonio, aren't you? She asked Grayson. I grew up in Commercial Wells, Grayson said adult home. He spent summers there with his grandparents. We were in high school at the time. Ty agreed. He studied Grayson. It was a long time ago. Grayson nodded. He said to me his eyes. Have you seen Courier? Yes, he went there. No, he's in Africa. Tiger, he wouldn't let it go, would he? It wasn't your fault. It was my fault. She turned moving away. Come out, copy at least. Sarah Cooks, fascinated with what she was learning about her new companion. Without a word being spoken, I hesitated. Amelia looked troubled. I'd, be, I'd better go. Just, I'd better go. I just wanted to say hello and see how Gabriel was. I haven't heard from him. He's doing very well, Sarah said, as far as I know. They're involved in some sort of secret project, probably cast fight in a country near Saudi Arabia. When you hear from him, ask him to call me, would you? Ty said, I've had an offer. I think he might be interested, too. Are you still working for Dane Lassiter's private detective agency in Houston? Yes, but I'm looking at a change, he said. Sarah smiled. That's all I'm getting out of you, yes? He chuckled. That's it. Well, it was good to see you just the same. He smiled. Good to see you, too, Sarah. I'll have Gabe call you. Thanks. He glanced back. Pastor Amelia straight back. I'll see you, Grayson. She didn't reply. She just nodded. Sarah closed the door and went there. You know him? She has really nodded eyes down. We were friends once, she said. Just friends? Amelia closed up like a sensitive plant. Her smile looked worse. Only archaeologists should dig up the past, she said. How about a meringue? Sarah gave up. Okay, I'd love one. 
Amelia led the way back into the kitchen. Sarah was having a hard time getting her breath. Amelia turned around. You're huffing like a steam engine. She's like, I guess I am. She asked to the room. I went by to see Maury Kirk on the way home. We were friends when she lives in Texas. We had latte. She had a, I don't drink caffeine much anymore. I guess that's what did it. <laughs> no more coffee, Amelia fussed. She's like, okay, no more coffee. Yeah, that's like heart defect. She pressed. I'm not supposed to drink anything caffeinated. But the coffee was so good. <laughs> she had it was like, I like lattes too. Amelia confessed with a laugh. He should probably leave it alone. I do agree. That night before she tried to sleep, Sarah's mind again went in over the encounter with Wolf at the symphony concert. That is indifference to Sarah's intense interest in his long companion. And it was like a knife straight through her. They've been so close just for a brief time at his ranch. After the trauma that had opened the floodgates of the past for each of them, she loved him. She thought they had a real future together. Then she'd seen him with his companion. She planned to tell him that night about the baby. She planned more than just that. Fate had thrown a spanner into the works. What had become began in breathless anticipation that ended in heartache. Now here she was pregnant with a child he'd never know. He was going around with other women and apparently no regrets whatsoever about Sarah. Dirt more than anything else had in her whole life, even more than her tragic past. The worst of it was that she still loved him. How could she love a two-timing, heartless rat, rat like him was one terrible puzzle. She should hate him. She tried to hate him, but he haunted her. Even the memory, she gave it a thought to Grayson's odd behavior with the visitor, Ty Harding. There was something there she knew there was. She wondered what. Maybe someday, if she ever got her own life straightened out, she could do something to help poor Grayson. She felt that Amelia had her own tragedy to deal with. She turned out the light and tried to sleep, but it was almost daylight before she finally did. Sarah's fixing a salad when the phone rang. She reached for it, certain that it would be the nurse giving her news from the cardiologist or Michelle, news about her job inside her. Sarah, it's got to tell me. Is that you? She sat down, heart shaking. She remembered the nightmare she had, almost as if her mind had been connected to Wolf or Patterson or some strange man. It's Wolf. Something happened to Wolf. <laughs> he could hear the tear in her voice. Slow down. It's okay. He's been shot. Yes. We're airlifting him back to hospital in Houston. He's very bad, but he's calling for you. I'll be on the next plane out of here. Get a limo in the airport. To the airport, he said. I'll have a plane waiting for you. Take you straight to Houston. Someone will meet you in the lobby at him with a sign. Go with him. Yes, yes, you said. He has to live. He must live. The doctors are doing everything they can. It's just, what? Contact the limo company. They call me back. I'll tell you everything. She found the service, begged for a car for an emergency, and got on the way. She called Ed back while she directed Grayson to start packing for her. I'll explain in a minute. She told the other one. Scott came to reply when she punched him. It's me. Tell me. He knows you went to the clinic. He said, Emily. I mean, crazy, you see. He didn't dare talk to you that night. You actually had a man in the theater. Wolf was scared to death that she knew he had feelings for you at all. She'd have killed you. She had the money and the means and people in place to do it. He took out a look. He took out a lot of women for a few weeks. Dear God, she shivered tears ran down her cheeks. So he didn't care what happened after that. He said hating her. Hating to tell her. He won't have to himself. Oh, no. She grabbed She shot him. No, she called him one of her hired guns to do, but she made a fatal error. Wolf had a forty-five aim at her when the hand been fired, so did he. I'm not sure he meant to. He really wanted her in custody to stand trial. It was reflex when the bullet hit him. 
She was over now. He must live, she whispered. Or oh, I can't, I can't, I won't, I won't live without him. Sarah, he's under. Sarah, he's still alive. If you come up here, tell him. Or might be enough. She heard a car drive up. She looked out the window. She said, the limo's here. The plane's landing at the airport now. There's a big DC-3 ex-military and no creature, creature comforts. But you'll get here safely, okay? Okay, yeah, thank you. Thank you, he's my friend too. Have you spoken to Gabriel? I can't, he's admissible. There are things going on, classified things. I can't contact him, and neither can you. I'm sorry. He'd come if you knew. Wolf is his best friend. I'm on my way. I'll see you in Houston. She hung up, Grace and everything packed for a couple nights there. She said, Thanks, I'm sorry, I must go her eyes are red eyes. He may die, set her trembling lips. He'll be all right, Grayson said. He will, you believe me. A man that tough isn't going to go down without a fight. Sarah didn't question the strange remark. She was too upset. She just smiled and ran out to the car. Grace is two, two steps behind with two trolling suitcases. I only need one, Sarah said, looking at her. I've locked up and phoned Marge to send to look after everything in the house. I'm going with you. She said, no way am I letting you go alone. She started crying. Come on, Grace said, don't get inside. We need to leave. Sarah nodded through her tears and climbed into the back seat. The hospital was new and modern, had long, wide corridors and modern lighting with green plants everywhere. Sarah would have been impressed if she hadn't been so frightened. Ibscott was waiting for her, ran into his arms and let him comfort her while she stopped. He's holding his own. The hospital chaplain service has been of great help. <laughs> she drew back, tapping at her teeth. What an embroidered lace handkerchief. Does he have any family left? She said, I know he was a foster child with many cousins. She kisses him just you and me, figuratively speaking. Sarah put her hand on her belly. You're in a shaky breath. Abe's face was studying the light shock as a matter of fact. You can't know. She for I have to do my own. He said, laughing in eyes. I remember the symptoms very well indeed. First, his lips. So you walk in the front door and out the back door of the clinic without stopping. She laughed so constantly, something like that. When he's better, he told her, he's going to take that out on my poor associate hot that he didn't record the length of time you were actually in the clinic. He wasn't supposed to know, she said suddenly. I was trying to protect him. And he was trying to protect you. She nodded. Tears took her eyes. I was like, when? When will we know? Soon, I hope, he said. They sat down in the waiting area. And there was a family nearby. An older woman was crying beside her. A somber teenage boy was trying not to. She looked at them and managed to water. He smiled. They gave everyone back. Then they all waited. Minutes passed. The doctor came out and spoke to the family nearby. The woman burst out with an expression of such joy that Sarah felt good for her. She laughed. The teenager beside her grin from here to here. They gave Sarah a smile and a look of great sympathy as they followed the doctor down the hall. At least someone has good news. Sarah said, oh, I wish we did. You didn't come alone, he Eb said, concerned. He was thinking what might have happened if Wolf didn't make it. She knew that, but she didn't want us. She didn't say it aloud. Grayson came with me. She's my personal assistant. She, made, she wouldn't let me come alone. She's lighting up hotels and cars. Grayson. Yes, certainly. There was not looking. Amelia Grayson. She's lifting both eyebrows. You know her? You know, never mind. She started to ask any minute when a man in surgical rings came out the door pulling his mask out. On the way, he approached Deb. Sarah slid her hand into Ebb's, terrified, praying, begging as the man stopped just in front of him. The bullet did some damage, she told Ebb. Punctured along, broke part of a rib, ricocheted, and took a chunk out of his liver and nicked an intestine. But I'm a great surgeon, he said with me wise. Now exercise the damaged tissue, remove the bone splinters, sewed up the intestine, and removed the bullet. Something I wouldn't have done if it had meant causing more trauma, he added. He's carried enough lead as it is. His dark 
You people keep my job challenging. Sarah was almost glowing with relief. Tears rolled down her from her tragic black eyes. Straight her cheeks as she stood still, listening, hoping to her. Think of it as practice. Look how much we give you. He chuckled. If you want to take him home, I still can take over. He's probably treated more of these cases than I ever had. Not to mention your guy, Carson, who's back in training as a physician in Jacobsville. All through, as you got thanks. What are friends for? He glanced out. Are you a friend of my patient? You might say that if she's carrying his child. She's. Oh, all the excitement, all the fear cut up with her. Sarah slid to the floor before either man could catch her. She came to, and I came to on the hospital bed. Tried to sit up with a nurse who obviously had mafia ties. Pushed her gently back down and glared at her. Oh, no, you know, she said. I've never let a patient get away yet. But he's out of surgery, she pleaded. You have to let me go to him. I have to see him. You don't understand. He doesn't want to live. Yes, he does. The nurse mused with Kershaw. Ed Scott told him you were here. He's awake and aware and cursing doctors because he can't get to you. Her face flushed with pleasure. She like, he knows I'm here. <laughs> yes, she took a deep breath. Joy sounding out of her eyes. It had been tragic with grief and feel until now. When? When? When can you see him? As soon as your blood pressure goes down. But I don't have high blood pressure. You do, my dear, the nurse said gently. Your physician in San Antonio prescribed a blood pressure medicine. Didn't you realize that's what you've been taking? She said something. She said something about hypertension. I thought she meant I was tense. <laughs> I used to be intelligent. I think pregnancy makes some people substantial to periods of stupidity. She had a blush. Nobody told me about the baby. Nobody told him about the baby. Not yet. We all think that should be your job. She said, he'll be angry. That kept it from him. <laughs> that man isn't going to be angry about anything. The nurse went, except being kept away from you. She calls. Listen. The long voice, a loud voice, very loud and deep voice. Using words that might get him arrested if they didn't stop. Please, Sarah asked because she knew the word. Let me get a wheelchair. They wheeled her into the recovery room. He was awake and demanding access to Sarah. When he saw her, his whole face changed. She got up out of the chair and went to him. He was hooked up to half a dozen tent machines. A tube was feeding him. Oxygen. He smelled of antiseptic and blood and something else that she couldn't quite identify. Gunpowder crap. She had blood everywhere, even on his face. But he looked beautiful to Sarah, who had been terrified since Eb Scott's phone call. She went close and brushed back his black hair. She went with tears in his her eyes to kiss his forehead. His nose was down. Zara, he checked out. It's all right, she whispered. I'm here. I'm right here. I'm not going anywhere. I killed her. It was about that night. She looked at that Scott standing there by not room. Yeah, she said, I'm so sorry. I knew from the, the way you looked. She had something planned, but I was too slow. He's like, I had the 45 under the table because I didn't trust her. I was caught to safety, y'all. I was going to arrest her and put her in custody. When the shot came, it was just a reflex. The gun went off. I never meant to kill her. The authorities know that, have said, coming closer. No charges are being filed. Our whole organization is against the ropes. Many arrests were made. Some of them are going to be surprising because they're here in the States. You know, her influence was international. We also had the man who was in the theater the night you and Sarah went to the symphony. Hold on to him. When I get up here again, I'm going to kill him. I had him sent home to Africa to stand trial. So. You're not landing yourself in prison now over and over the motives. Sorry about my son crying in the background. He's just a little cranky today, and I can't really do nothing about it.
wolf was still glaring. Sarah went close, and the ferocity went out of him just like that. Bill's eyes searching over. You've been crying, honey. He said, I'm okay. It's a lot better than it looks. <laughs> no, it's not. Check that alone. I thought he didn't want me. His big hand drew her with face in the chest. He a little fool. <laughs> she later took against him. Let her go all over tears. She could barely manage to stop. <laughs> I'm sorry, she whispered. I didn't mean to do that. Some rub against her lower lip. Looked as angry as she did. I've said you fainted. He said, I'm so sorry that you were frightened. It was her pregnancy, not fear. <laughs> that had caused the pain, but she wasn't going to tell him that, not just yet. She knew he felt something for her, but she didn't want the knowledge of the child to push him into a relationship he didn't really want. <laughs> she was going to take her time, see what he really wanted when he was a tribal time, before she decided whether or not to tell him. I just needed to see that you were all right. She said, he's all, I was and I am now. He had his own what I... Don't cry anymore. It hurts me. <laughs> she down tears. Okay. His eyes were on the frilly handkerchief. You never wear lace. She chuckled. My own, oh, my one little vice, frilly handkerchief. He chuckled. Lay back, winced, and closed his eyes. You know, they drugged me. It wasn't working because I was scared to death about you. When I knew you passed out, he was like, sure it's nothing. I'm sure. He liked me. All right. I made sleep for a bit. He dropped off the trauma, and the drugs finally catching up with him. She was drained, completely drained of emotion when she and Evan went out in the hall. Grayson was standing there waiting. He took Sarah to her. Adam called your physician. He told her, just to make sure you had what you needed, the vanity spell worried me. Thanks, Ev. I'm so tired. Take her to a hotel, Grayson, but put her to bed. Ev said quietly, she's been through hell. So as he, I imagine, Grayson said gently, she's smiling, good to see you. Nice to see you too, Grayson. She'll be in good hands, he added in a silent message. Passed between the two of them. I think I can sleep now. Sarah turned in. You sure he'll be all right? He'll call me. I'll call you, I promise. All right. She followed Grayson down the long corridor. She slept like a log. For the first time in years, Grayson woke her up, finally, with the news that they were transferring Wolfman to a room out of intensive care where he spent the night. Sarah hadn't known about that, or she'd have been out of her mind. Nobody told me, she put it. Nobody dared. Grayson replied, you've had enough, but he bounced back so quickly that even a surgeon was surprised. They think he can be transferred in a couple of days if he's still in prison. I'm going with him, Sarah said. I'm sorry. You can go back to the ranch in Wyoming and say that. I'll manage, Grayson said. I'm not leaving you alone. Sarah bit Grayson, you're the nicest person I know. No, you're the nicest person I know. She put a platter of eggs and bacon on the table, drew croissants from the basket. She had room service to deliver food before she woke up. Now eat. Croissants, Sarah said, Brady. You mentioned how much you liked them. Came to me spot. The restaurant had them on the menu. And strawberry preservatives. She prepared a croissant, creamed her coffee, and actually enjoyed breakfast for a change. As soon as they ate, they took a cab to the hospital. Sarah had phoned Eb, who was waiting for her in the lobby. He's not happy. He wants to go home. But it ain't being to you. He'll shut up for a few minutes anyway. Before the nurse shoved a washcloth in his mouth and tied him to the bed. She <laughs> laughed. Is he that bad? Worse, actually. Let her toward a closed door. Push it open. Wolf sitting up in bed. A hospital gown barely covering the broad expanse of his chest. He looked up when he saw Sarah. And the glower turned into me. Hello. He said gently. Hello. She smiled back. I have some things. I'll have some things to do. I'll be back. Eb said discreetly. I went out to join Grace in the hall. 
How has she been? Ever asked a woman any was bad? She was watching her like a hawk. I don't think there's any danger, but you never know. Yoshi had paid someone to do wolf. I'm not sure about who or where, if you know what I mean. You know, we'll take care him to the ranch. We'll take him to the ranch as soon as he's mobile, and I'll send over the best men I have. He said, you know, not him. He had to go. He's in Africa. She relaxed. Okay, sorry. So am I. He said, her face close up. She has high blood pressure, she said. The doctor was treating her for it, and she didn't realize. She doesn't know that I might, that it might impact her pregnancy. The obstetrician wasn't forthcoming, but he sent her to a cardiologist. She won't make it. She won't make it to the appointments. It's two days from now. She doesn't know that I'm aware of her pregnancy. I have a little good. I'll get Micah to refer to a doctor in Eggsville. Tell her the cardiologist phoned you. That you gave him your number and told him what was going on. They referred you to Micah, okay? I can do that. She agreed. So packing that 45. You better believe it. She turned a little bag of jacket just to let him see the butt of the pistol resting on her. Nobody's getting her or him unless they go through me. He smiled. I believe it. You're good, Grayson. Getting her to hire you without giving yourself away was an act of absolute genius. I had a good teacher. She blinded and smiled back. What did you tell her? So that I can pretend I don't know anything. She gave him the whole spell about her former employees at work. She laughed. She was so sympathetic that I felt like a dog for lying to her. It was for a good cause. You can't take the chance that Yoshi didn't know about Sarah. There's still a threat to Wolf. Now it was me around. And he said, I'm a dead shot, I am. Yes, you are. And I ought to know. I trained you myself. He said, grinning. Wolf was glaring at the middle of the bottom. I don't like hospital food, he muttered. She went close, opened the tray, picked up a fork, produced a ladle, food in them. Don't fight, she said softly, smiled. He watched her while he ate, his eyes soft and warm, almost loving, she thought. Then she remembered the night at the theater, beautiful blonde woman. He told Ed, but was so yushing off the track. Was it? Big hand caught her wrist. He winced because it was painful. He used his hand. The bullet had impacted the muscle and says, I couldn't tell you, he said his face on Yoshi had a million series that night. Ed told me, he said, it was the truth. He said, you have to believe that. You'll leave nothing else. I couldn't make you a target. I couldn't let her hurt you. She saw the emotion. He wasn't even trying to hide it. Expression calm on her. She was quite beautiful. She said so. It wasn't you. He whispered husbandly. The way he said it made her toes open. And there isn't anyone on earth. And there isn't anywhere on earth a woman as beautiful as you are there isn't a woman i want more when i get out of here he said i'm back on my feet i'd love to prove that to you her body tingled she lowered her eyes what do you she was you can have a little minor surgery in the meantime he said what watch out you're smelling the coffee <laughs> sorry she out of his lips watched him sip it her hands were it won't be like last time, sir. He said, I swear it. She drew my eyes. I know that. He reached up and touched her face. Once he went in, and he let me, he whispered something. I'll do my absolute damage to make you pregnant. <laughs> End of chapter 11.